fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hey, hello, how's it going, and what's the haps? My name is Holly Cates. I am the hostess with the mostest, the best friend you never knew you needed in fashion, your favorite personal stylist, and of course, the only Holly you need to know. Thank you so much for joining the show today. I am so honored you tuned in this week. I hope you tune in every week, but this is going to be a fantastic episode today. Duh! With me today, the one, the only Rising Star Recipient Award recipient, I said that wrong, in the jewelry category, Miss Julie Lamb, New York. Julie, what is happening? What an introduction. Hello. (laughs) This is so incredible, Julie Lamb. I want to start out by saying Julie is not only a brand bestie of the Fashion Crimes podcast, she is a bestie of mine personally, and she was on the Fashion Crimes podcast 90 episodes ago. She was number, I know. Number three. She was our number three interview. Now we're on episode 93. How you like them apples? I cannot believe that's wow. 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 It seems I know, like right? a, a minute ago. That was so much fun. So Yay. crazy. So crazy. And look, look where you are now, Julie. This is incredible. I mean, your fame, your fortune, <laughs> your like your your Lamborghini. Like, this is crazy. Because you're in my life. See, that's thank you for saying that. That's what I like to say. Okay, Julie, let's get down. Let's do an intro for the new listeners, for the people that haven't met you yet. Hit it. Uh Oh, hello, everyone. (laughs) I'm Julie Lamb. I make my fine jewelry line in New York City. I make my concept rich fine jewelry collections for tastemakers who revel in being different by design. And everything mm. made right here in the Diamond District in New York City, where I just run around at length getting it done. Loving that journey for you. Yeah. Okay. So you started making jewelry. Let's just talk about when you started your own line. That was how long ago? Right. We're uh, past the six year going into seven. I had worked in the industry in fine jewelry and sterling silver and a lot in costume jewelry before I started my line. I'm a career designer. I went to school for, I have a metalsmithing BFA from Syracuse. So it was, you know, all jewelry all the time, pretty much my whole life. I was just, I'm like just an obsessed person. And I just, I stuck with that. I don't know how to do other things. (laughs) The first step step is awareness. Don't, don't sweat that. Don't sweat that. I always loved it. And I just, I just let it carry me. And I was in, you know, I went to a, an art high school. It's public New York city high school, but yet, you know, it was, uh, we had our two 
periods of our concentration and I was doing illustration there and, you know, just running around Manhattan in general, you find the garment district with all the beads and uh, Canal Street we used to have pearl paint and all this plastic stuff. There was just an infinite an amount of material I was getting my hands on, plus whatever my dad had in his, in his garage. And then I knew I needed to go to school to like learn how to solder or else I could never really, really make what I wanted. So I just kept, you know, building on what I was so what I started with. <laughs> so your first line was the BU line. Is that correct? Yes. I had started stuff. Even when I worked at companies, I, I had made a couple of CAD models. So some of the earliest things were the lamb logo pieces that have made BU. And also that like the manhole cover was early, early as well from city. And what was the inspiration behind that and the subway token? Because Julie is known for her diamond encrusted, I don't know if that's the right word, subway token, which of course I have. And she's known for her BU, her black sheep diamond necklace, which of course I have as well. Duh. So Mm -hmm. I love both of these and tell us, tell us about the manhole cover and then tell us about the subway tokens. Okay. So I have like, uh, what do I have? Five different collections on the website now. So it ranges from like, how BU is like logo centric, cute and lovable about the lamb logo. And then city is an ode to New York city and New York nostalgia. There's the, you have some metropolis, which is acknowledge your superpowers as an element. And there's a bespoke, which is gets into custom. So why am I all over the place? I will tell you, I love jewelry so much and I refuse to run my own thing by my own self and be limited in any which way. So is it a little bit harder to, you know, talk about in market if you have different lines? Yeah, maybe, but that's okay. I just cannot be limited now. I worked for companies and it is nice to, you know, when you work for the pearl company and every single thing has a pearl in it. <laughs> you get tired of the pearl. After yes, yes, yes. Years, you know, I had yeah. my design team begging me, like, do we have to put a pearl in this? I'm like, do you see the name on the door? You know? <laughs> so I always worked within the constraints of, you know, whatever company I was working for. And now that I am unleashed by myself, you know, it's a different, it can be many point of view. So I have like different concepts, which are kind of motif and and concept driven on the lines, right? So the BU, my last name is Lamb, (laughs) L-A-M-B. And I want to interject, Julia's Mm. married and she told her husband, she's like, I'm not taking your last name. I'm still a Lamb because Lamb is your persona. That is your. Yeah. No, I was like, if unless his last name was Diamond, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Gold or Diamond would have. Maybe I would have changed, but no, 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 no. It's been no. like I've signed that lamb on all my artwork going back back since I was younger. The lamb logo did undergo. He went to a more minimalist what he is now. I can't track it. It might have been in the 90s. I would have to like go through old sketchbooks to see when he went from the fluffy to the the sleek that he is now. But uh, yes, your lamb. <laughs> and tell us the story about how all your knitting fans and your um, quilting fans, tell us how that happened. All right. I started with a few of, it was City and the BU stuff. And I was about to push out, you know, for the first time, put the social media together. I was like going up on Facebook and Instagram in 2015. I was about to push the button, share. And, you know, I'm, I was new to social. I didn't have my own account before I started doing the business. 
So, you know, I'm tagging like lamb jewelry, sheep jewelry, whatever I was tagging. And some of my first posts, because it was a, a little lamb necklace or a black sheep necklace, I was getting knitters, quilters, and some sheep farmers. <laughs> That's now, hilarious. Right. I'm living most of my life in New York City and going to school up upstate New York. I don't knit. I don't, I don't fabric. Actually, it's like, yucky. I don't. It's sewing, yucky, 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 yucky. Yeah, I need paint. I need metal. I need clay. I don't fabric. So I was kind of bugging out. I'm like, sheep farmers, you know, I had, <laughs> I had like one little girl. It was like, there's a future farmers of America. And it was like these cute little girls in Texas. And they were getting this stuff for their like graduations. And they, I don't, that? I'm talking to these people. And I'm like, I was like, well, this is how hashtags work. You know, that's how people find what they like. Right. In here. And I was just like, whoa. So I, you know, it's strange. So the, the jewelry people, if I'm at a trade show or something, the fine jewelry people were super not getting the sheep. Okay. <laughs> now I have a four by four sign of my name with the logo behind me when I'm in a booth and people will still come up and be like, is that a dog? No, stop it. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Julie dog. You found the right. <laughs> booth. You know what I mean? <laughs> So they weren't getting it, but these knitters were coming in and coming in and finding me and telling, are you going to be at Vogue Knitting Live? I'm like, what is that? Are you going to be at Rhinebeck Sheep and Wool Festival? What is that? So I was listening to the customer and I would just show up where they told me to be. It was so cool because it's, you know, it's hard to sell a new jewelry line right. by yourself. And I had this separate audience that none of the other jewelers could play with. And they're lovely women and they're out there shopping and the knitting is their passion and they're very vocal. They tell me exactly what they want and um, I'm just listening to them and following them. And it's been a different facet of the business. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's, it's totally fun. So it's been a super fun channel and I'm so glad that um, I made that connection. <laughs> Okay, Julie. So I hear you. So your first admirers were sheep farmers and knitters and quilters. I mean, that is a breed all by itself. But you know, you are more New York centric, nostalgic. What celebrities, if any, has your jewelry been featured on? Well, as of late, because of our friend Nolan, of course, clap clap, Nolan meter, <laughs> clap clap, clap clap. clap. clap props too. Um, so he's been styling Candace Bushnell, who is the, you know, powerhouse writer behind Sex in the City and all all of that whole, what do we call it? Sex in the City is a whole thing. There's the other the books and the movies. Right. She is the creator of creator Sex in the of City. It all. And yeah, so he, yeah, what did had, she wear? What did she wear? She had the cuff that we have, the teardrop glamour cuff. Mm -hmm. And wait, wait, she had, oh, she had that one of a kind aqua mirror cut funhouse ring. She had all oh, some of my Metropolis, um, the diamond power stacking rings. She had this very, he had her in a black dress with little squares of colored sequins. So he kind of picked bolder jewelry that picked up the colors and we had her hands like piled in these rings and the cuffs. <laughs> it was very Amazing. Cool. What a proud yeah. moment for you. That's no, incredible. That was awesome. It was fabulous. Is she a lambassador now? 
<laughs> well, um, Allison, um, shout out to Allison Wiesel, who's been doing her makeup. Um, yeah, and Allison, when, when Allison is leaning over you doing your makeup in your face, one of my <laughs> New York City tokens is, you know, TikTok uh, hi- hypnotizing people. So right. we're hoping to get one of those on her. That's what, that's what we're trying to do over there. Um, I think she needs one. I, and yeah. I was able to, I first, Allison's from Buffalo, New York. So I ended up personalizing the back for her. So it says New York state of mind. And then it's her <gasps> old Buffalo zip code on the bottom. Oh, I love that. I love I'm that. Like, I want to make a sex in the city token so bad for Candace. <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, people our age, you know, it's called six degrees of seven bacon, where every, th- every six person is related to seven to Kevin Bacon. Kevin now it's bacon. six degrees of Nolan because ah. I met Nolan. Nolan met Allison, fell in love. He said, you need to meet Allison. We fell in love. She said, you need to meet my friend, Julie Lamb. We met, we fell in love, and oh. everything is six degrees of Nolan. So now we have the squad. Now we have the lamb squad. Yes. That's pretty good. And, and so let's give our listeners some styling tips. I have clients ask me all the time, how do you mix metals? And I'm just very black and white. And I'm like, you just do it. Give us a fashion style jewelry guru. Give us some styling tips, please. No problem. The overall rule with me is the more the merrier. I think so too. It's where what you love, right? So it's definitely, I'm in my house. It's funny. The first thing that does come off of me in the house is the jewelry. Before the bad shoe, before the bra. I'm like, oh my God, all this metal. And I take it off. <laughs> when I go out, I must pile it on. It's like, I need this armor to go out, to be me, to do, I, I don't know. It makes me feel good. So anyway, mixing metals all this time, after all this time, I really, really, I have been favoring 18 yellow. So that in my line, the yellow gold is 18 yellow. I can do other colors, um, like 14, whatever, but that's my, what I carry. And then I have uh, 14 white and 14 rose. And all of this is picked because of specific color. So the 18 is a sunnier yellow. Um, It's kind of like the standard for Italian gold, uh, whereas 14 yellow is more of an American standard. You can see the color difference. Ah, I see. White, 14, 18, whatever, doesn't make a difference because it's rhodium plated. So it's all going to come out with that bright, shiny white. And the pink... Because the 14 pink has less gold in it than 18 pink is pinker, whereas 18 gold comes, 18 rose gold, I'm sorry, becomes a little peachier because there's just more yellow gold in it. So scientific. We, I know it's like alloys and all this stuff. So I just picked what I like because it's my line, but I can cast you whatever you want. Fine. So I do, I'm heavy on the yellow when usually what that's what I'm wearing. I do use white gold as a mix in. So like I will end up wearing a little more, you know, I have a lot of pale pink, that cosmetic pink. That's like my neutral. It's my naked color. Like Mm -hmm. most people have beige and stuff pink for me. So if I'm wearing rose gold, I totally mix in my silver and my white. If I have yellow gold, I'm probably mixing in white as well here and there. So that's usually how I do it. I do do a two-tone and I'm good with that. I like beads in the summer, a little texture. You can't have so much chain, chain, chain. You know what I mean? So I've seen that too. Is that a trend where people are wearing the real beads mixed with chains? I've seen that a lot. I love that look. Yeah, I love it too. I really love it. 
in the warmer weather, you know, you can go like harder and edgier in winter, like, especially if you're in New York and you're wearing all the, not, not that we, you and I are wearing black, black, black all the time. We like our colors, but mm-hmm. you're just wearing, you know, it's appropriate to wear heavier jeans and more gold and whatever, like that luxurious against the darker and the heavier, more luxurious fabrics and your cashmere and whatever you have on. But summer now it's against your skin. And I just do think it makes it like lighter and more casual to throw in whatever beads, like your vacation beads, your turquoise, even something your kid made, if it's decent. I mean, I don't know, but um, (laughs) (laughs) depends on the kid, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the texture to that. So you're not just um, chain, chain, chain in your neck mess. And it gives a little more interest and a pop of color and I don't know, casual fun. So I have a client now who is worried about having a turkey neck. And I think that's a valid concern. And she's like, I like to cover up my neck. I don't want to be too exposed. And don't tell me that because that's exactly what we're going to do. I got her all of these off the shoulder tops. I got Mm -hmm. her these other tops that tie, you know, halters that tie around the neck, but other things that expose her because I said, when you run from that, that's what draws the attention to it. So you don't see what I see. And that goes with every woman and their body shape. But if somebody is is self-conscious about their neck, do you prefer like a longer necklace or like a shorter one? Do you have any advice? Can you speak to that? Mm-hmm. I would probably layer longer. Okay. Right. So back in the day, it would be like 16 inch was the standard. Now that's a little tight for a lot of people. Yeah. I would go 18, 18 and 24, probably two layers. And then mm-hmm. I would, I would do an earring on her, like a good hoop earring, you know, yeah. like keep the um, focus up on your face and then layer longer. Okay. Good advice. I have some really good hoops though, because I, I believe in the hoop. It's a, like a standard wardrobe staple. So I have it X amount of ways because I think it's so important that you have, you know, the hoops facing this way, the hoops facing that way. This is like every day you should be wearing it. I totally agree with you. And, uh, mm-hmm. and on your website, you know, it's funny because I can tell which pictures are your neck. <laughs> which yeah. ones. Well, a lot of it's me because this I know. model is available and I ready to go. <laughs> I'm free for booking gigs. And I would like to say that Nolan, he was working in high-end jewelry PR. And he told me that there was a dog on the call sheet. And he was like, what? And anyway, she was like, I need a dog. And he was like, well, schmutz, of course. And they put this like, giant eight carat, uh, you know, emerald drop necklace. And they just used it for their social media, but it was really fun. And I said, please use Schmutz again. He's free. He's a free model. Those pictures were amazing. I know. I I have to repost those. (laughs) Those are really fun. But if you ever need a dog model, I know you're not a dog person, but you know, Schmutz is free. Well, actually... Okay, I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen because I would try to make him look like a black sheep, probably. Oh my God, he looks like a sheep because he's yeah, so fluffy. Yeah, I know. He's so fluffy. He's so fluffed. I, I digress. Okay, Julie, I want you to speak about being a solo woman entrepreneur. What advice can you give to other women? Maybe they don't want to do a jewelry line. Maybe they want to do some other kind of accessory line or they want to sell kitchen stuff or they want to go into business for themselves regardless of what they want to do. What what can you speak about 
that will be great advice for someone who's either struggling in their own business or thinking about starting their own business? I wouldn't do it the way I did it. I <laughs> I have all art backgrounds, you know, I have, you know, this design school and that, and I was always a designer. I'm always an artist. Okay. I, I did not have to, I took no business courses in any school. I think that should be illegal for <laughs> what we paid for private Syracuse university that in a BFA program, there's no how to run a small business course, or this is an Excel spreadsheet. You know, you need to make friends with it or, or a light accounting, you know, some can I curse? I mean, yeah, some of course. F- Please, have some you met me? Effing, like practical, like one day, little artists, whatever you're doing, you might have to make money at this. You know, you I, have I, to add. Let's just say that. Okay. Yes. You gotta be able to add. No, you don't understand. Like, I was like, I don't need math. I'm gonna be an artist. Like, it's not right. So anyway, 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 I was working and then I wasn't working. So I was like, Oh, I make jewelry. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make it for myself now. So I literally just jumped in and started making my stuff. And then, you know, there's no, Julie, what's going to be your sales channel? Julie, what's going to be that? Um, I did have people in my ear going like, what's your business strategy? I said, you know what? I've sat in so many companies where there was a whole team of the estimator, estimating team or, you know, and all they do is, all they do is, you know, make up numbers and Mm -hmm. then we don't meet the numbers and everyone's upset in a meeting about the fake numbers they made up. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. Okay. So back to my advice for people. If you had the time, if you were really thinking this out, planning to start a business or whatever pivot, I guess my advice would be like, just take a local, how to run a small business, something that like marries you into, you need systems. Yes. Right. So when you're scaling, if you don't have the systems in place, you're in big trouble. So on my like manufacturing side, I'm good like that because I was always as, as a design person and and these bigger companies, I was always put with the supply chain people. Mm -hmm. So when I would travel on my trips to China to see the factories, you know, they're really running the trip and it's like, they have a report card for the vendor. Well, you have to do what they say. Sorry. Uh, I mean, you have to do exactly what they say. You know, there's, there's these big, we're following a giant marketing calendar. It's like the design ideation is here. And then the first samples are there. And then we have some time to, to work it out. And then the costing is here. You know, I knew the process of manufacturing and getting it in and, you know, I can back it out of there and what those systems kind of look like. But um, on the accounting side, oh my God. Oh, hell no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. So yeah. that was my most unprepared thing. And, you know, I was, have, I was having fights with my husband, um, who <laughs> accounting is the most important part of the business. I'm like, actually, and this is coming from someone who's a career designer. I said, no, it isn't. I was like, sales is the most important part of the business. Mm-hmm. Right. I was not used to selling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm used to being ideation. I'm at the beginning of the process and the salespeople getting the money are at the end of the process. (laughs) So I was not really privy to that. And I was not comfortable in that zone. Anything about numbers, not so comfortable. So it's been like such a learning curve for me. And, you know, you really are stepping out of your comfort zone. You have to do all the ugly, boring stuff that you always hated and always avoided. You're facing yourself and your fears and what you're not good at every day. And you got to get over it. 
<laughs> I think that is such incredible advice. And I do agree with you about facing your fears because I just using myself as an example, I have a fear of like bills and stuff like that. So I don't send out one bill without Jonathan, my husband, checking it, making sure it's right, making sure it's this. <laughs> I've, I've done the tax correctly. That is my fear. Now, if Jonathan wasn't around to do that, of course, I would do it myself, but I just have a fear around that. And the more I do it, the better I can get at it, obviously. But as you're experiencing, you will do things and conquer things that you didn't think that you can do because your business will push you. Yes. Into, right. Just, just do it. Just do it. Get comfortable. Like years ago, like um, our bestie, Jackie Cohen, who uh, runs my story, like she had been in her family business, you know, years before she started her line. So, you know, this is this is a favorite of mine. This is a lot of people. They want me to do a custom. So that's something that I don't sell. It could be, you know, a stone they have maybe. So they're they're like, hey, I want to do this ring. It looks like this. I'll send you a picture. We're going to use this. I only want a few diamonds, but size five. How much is it going to cost? It's the same breath. How much? Right. Is it? I'm like, whoa. I was like, how much is something I've never made before? Right. Right. So it's back to the guessing the numbers. So Jackie would always just like off the top of her head, like calculate something. And that used to freak me out, man. That used to really, really, I was like, I, I need, I need a minute. So yeah. maybe I need a minute and maybe I need a calculator. But now that you're doing the costing for so many years, you know, you have a, an idea of what the labor is going to be of an idea of what the stones are going to cost or the, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's just getting comfortable with all these things. Now, I, and the other part is like, I have a website and stuff. I was never, oh my God, my grandfather, when he was still alive, when, when Stanley Farbstein was still uh, <laughs> with us down here, I know best name ever, right? <laughs> he told my brother once, he goes, your sister doesn't think computers are here to stay because everyone was getting into what their Apple two C's or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I could not be bothered. It was, again, it was a math and science computers. I was making clay beads or whatever I was doing. And I had no, I didn't want to touch the computer either. Mm -hmm. Anyway, now I have a website and I update it myself and I'm uploading this. And downloading it. I do not no, update my website. Crazy. I'm going to call myself out. No, I, I, okay, I can't do the heavy lifting. Like when we just did, um, in the last fall, we did the, uh, the relaunch and the new look and every, like a new template and all this stuff. Like, I was like, that's too much for me by myself. I'm definitely hiring someone to help out, like make it look all new and fresh and add, you know, whatever It takes a little bit of, uh, coding and graphics stuff. Uh, can't do it all. But like, if it's just a simple, I'm adding a new product or, yeah. like that, or the banner on top, you know what I mean? I could do my little updates and there's all listen even just uh, taking money from people you're you're doing it on i take it i've taken everything except bitcoin i think you can sell me you can paypal you can venmo you, can, you know it's it's all electronic it's all crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff that i never i will tell you yeah as far as tech goes before the iphone i couldn't have done any of this like i this the iphone brought me into the digital world because I was comfortable with this little thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's really relevant in today's world. Like if it you're is. not 
just because everyone has a phone doesn't mean you're like super tech savvy. And I know how to do some things, but I let my people do what they do best so I can concentrate on what I can do best. And that is my biggest advice on starting your own business. Figure out what your best skills are. For you, it's design. For me, it's interviewing people and using my personality or whatever to to encourage people to share their stories because people need to know. People need to know, hey, I might want to start a jewelry line one day. And it's interesting how people are so happy to give information and advice because they're like, damn it, I wish I had someone that told me shit. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have listened, though. That's the other thing. I don't know if I would have listened. I just did it the way I did it. And it was all organic. And it's it's fine. It's like I'm filling in things year year over year. I'm getting a little tighter on. Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah, it's fine. You Listen, I wanted to come out with, I had the lambs first because that's what I had farther along in the model making process. And I didn't want to be like, I'm Julie Lamb. I make lamb jewelry. Right. I wanted to be broader. So then I pushed other categories and collections up front. And, you know, to some people, if they're narrow-minded, that's confusing. And to me, I've always worked for bigger brands, of, let's say like a Nine West jewelry. And I always worked on all these categories. It was just like, you're in my store and I have to have different price points, silver to gold and different looks day to night, you know, so I have a broader merchandising brain for my assortment. So it's all been, it's all a learning curve and still learning and still tightening and still going. And Well, yeah. tell us what the future holds. You're six years in, you just became, so FGI for anyone who doesn't know is the Fashion Group International and there is women's wear, men's wear, jewelry, accessories, sustainability, all these different categories. Julie was nominated and she won in the jewelry category. And there was a lot of really stiff competition in there. You know, I've never seen a piece of jewelry I didn't like, let's be honest. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, because I am a ambassador, I would like to say that. And I do have quite a few of your pieces as a customer, you're my friend, Avi, but as a customer, it's the customer service to me that keeps me coming back. I can call you. I can say, what do you think? My husband can call you. Like not many business owners do that. So I would like to commend you on that because it is a personal connection. I feel with you that keeps me coming back. I can buy jewelry from anywhere, let's be honest, but because I know you and I love you and I want to support you as a women-owned small business, your success is my success and vice versa, right? I so appreciate you bringing that up. I think it's been an important part of my business. So I can use some of the knitters, for example. Like I was showing up at these Vogue Knitting Lives and these, you know, festivals and stuff where they told me to be And usually I have these customers, you know, they're starting out and it's based on this one collection and the price points lower there. It's a lot of sterling. So they're buying a $200, $300, $500 sterling sheep piece from me. And now, you know, we haven't had the shows in a couple of years because of that whole thing. I'm not naming it. I just can't. I just, I can't talk about it anymore. We're not talking about it. So we weren't in person. And I, I have had X amount of women that I've met at these things. Now they're crossing. Some of them live in New York. Oh, they're going to now pick up a token. Oh, they're home during lockdown, going through their jewelry boxes. And they're like, hey, can we make something out of this? So they're going into custom. They're going into other collections that I do. They're staying with me. Yeah. And it's just like, 
I did when we um, upgraded, refreshed the website, I did add a phone number. It's 212-496-LAMB. <laughs> Love it. Love <laughs> so it. You can leave a little message there. It translates into my email. I see, we, you know, if we need to have a talk, if we need to do a FaceTime, if we, however you want to communicate, it's, I don't prefer Facebook. I prefer Instagram, but any which way you can reach me. Like I'm going to, I'm involved in every, so I'm touching every piece of jewelry. I'm packing the box. I'm yeah, yelling at the jeweler to finish. You know what I mean? Like it's my, my name is on it. That's so personal to me. And I, you know, I want it to be the best for everybody. And yeah, yeah. I think it's, I'm thrilled when people feel comfortable to come see me in person. I've had people, I'm coming in from Alabama with my friend. We're going to come see it. Like, that's amazing. I love like, that. But you put me as a, like a, a point of interest on your trip to New York. I'm like, oh my God, pop the champagne for you. Hang out. I love it. <laughs> it's so humbling to meet business owners. And I think you've met our other brand, Bestie Vian Milano. She does Italian thigh high stockings. And yes. I told her, I said, People are buying the product because of you. You have to show your face. She's like, I don't want to do that. I said, I know, but people are coming back because of you. And people are coming back because of you. And same with Jackie. And not yeah. that I would not that I would ever cheat on you, but I do have a couple of other jewelry brands that I really like. One is costume, much lower price point. Another one is just a different product, ethical diamonds made a different way. And I support all of those because it's a different customer for everybody. And they all have the same advice about customer service that they are the face of the brand. Call me, email me, text me. And I think in today's world, people are so quick to not take a phone call. And I call me old fashioned, but to me, it makes a difference. So I appreciate the customer service that you continue to give me. And let's be honest, my husband, duh. Well, he is sneaky. Like he just gets in there. He's like, he's, I can't with him. (laughs) I, I just, I can't with him. Julie, this has been incredible. I cannot believe you have been bigger and better and stronger. And I feel like we, our friendship is growing and it was 90 episodes ago that we talked to you. Now you're episode number 93 for the Fashion Crimes Podcast. You are such an incredible top of the line, top three brand besties of the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Final thought. Tell us how to find you. My website is julielamny.com, Instagram at julielamny. Those are the best ways probably. Or you've got my 212-496-LAMB <laughs> and I've got a little showroom under construction right now on 48th Street in the Diamond District. So if you need a private appointment to try on stuff, talk about how you're going to layer and style, um, go over bespoke and custom, that's where we do that magic. And I do just want to end with you guys, the squad, made this happened for me. The award was, you know, friends of friends, getting my name in the right years, getting that nomination. You had the awesome party the night before you had a table full of friends that were screaming Screaming. when I won. And it's the people that you can't do this alone. You know, I working alone. I don't have like a constant team of people. I, I do um, source freelancing and da, 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 but it's the connections and the friends and the people are surrounding you. And we're all kind of doing our thing and making our way in fashion. And it's not easy, but it's the connections and like, you know, recommending her to do your makeup, recommending you to do yes. stuff. 
recommending me to put the jewelry on the celeb and la la la. Oh, Christine Chu was the last one. I forgot to add that after Candace. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, about her. yeah, yeah. She was just on TV on the Tamron Hall show. It was uh, this as we were at the FGI. Christine Chu was on Tamron Hall with my Metropolis Five um, drop earrings. Loving that, <laughs> gorgeous Bling Empire. So Ugh. we are creating our Bling Empire, and we are, you know, relying on each other for these recommendations, and that is how this thing is getting built. Yeah, I agree with you, and and like I said, it's it's nice to work with people who like Julie. I need you for an interview. You're like, okay, when? Like, it's just I don't. Course. That's very helpful. Well, you want to work with people that you love, you yes. know, being with, that bring out the best in you. And it's so much fun. Like yes. we're in charge and we're working with our besties. I mean, like, hello, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's it's really fun. So we have the hundredth episode coming up and that's going to be really exciting. We have an amazing surprise guest, but you are going to keep connecting us with celebs and fabulous people that you put jewelry on and people that you think that we need to know because you're out there in the world making it more beautiful one person at a time. And we totally appreciate that. I am so excited to know you. I'm so happy to thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your time on our interview. All of this information is going to be in the show notes. Anything about Julie Lamb that you want to know, please go to her website, Julie Lamb NY. Her website. Her jewelry is amazing. It's in all different price points. It is fine jewelry. But if you have an idea and you want her to do something different, please call her number. Talk to her. Go see her. If you're coming to New York, go visit her. Have a drink with her. She loves to drink. She loves to eat. So she does. She does. She does. She does. Let's be honest. Okay. We, we, <laughs> we love that. But Julie, we love you. Thank you so much. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist. And of course, the hostess with the mostest the best friend you never knew you needed in fashion and a ambassador, proud ambassador of the Julie Lamb New York jewelry line. Thank you so much for listening. We've got a lot of great things coming up. Please tune in and share with somebody you love. Sign up for our insider bestie crew. Go on fashioncrimespodcast.com and put your name in the box. You will get a free video. Stop making these common fashion mistakes because there's a lot of y'all making a lot of mistakes. We are signing off for now. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out.